Semenovskaya, Russia. October 15, 1941. The landscape south and west of Borodino was covered with snow by first light on October 15th. But the skies were clear. The 32nd Rifle Division was holding its ground against the German onslaught. And some fresh elements from this 86th Schutzen Regiment were pushed forward, supported by several tanks from the 7th Panzer Division. They were tasked to break through the Russian lines in... Flanking Flamethrowers! Alright everybody, don't get too excited. This is not a regular episode of the two half-squads. It is only an ASL Extra, and on this episode, we're going to look at scenario J-104, flanking flamethrowers, so get out boards 32 and 38, dig out the pieces, and try and follow along if you wish. And as you know, the first order of business is to look at your victory conditions. Well, line up your board the right way figuring out which way north is, um, provided the Germans have greater than or equal the three unbroken squad equivalents on or east of the road, board 38, R6 through GG6, the Germans will win at game end by amassing more victory points than the Russians. Both sides earn combat victory points normally, and the Germans also earn exit victory points for Good order, infantry units on or east of the road at game end. So I am playing the defender, the Russian, and I'm doing the setup. It looks like I want to prevent any Germans from being on or east of this road at the end. Because he's got to have greater than or equal to three on or east of the road. The Germans get more victory points. Both sides get victory points normally for combat and stuff. Prisoners do not count double. The Germans also earn exit victory points for infantry units on or east of the road. So I think the main goal is to keep this road. No one crosses this road. This road is the zone of death. All Germans crossing this road should be pounded um, they gotta have at least three squad equivalents on or east of that road to win at game end, so if they only have one, I guess that's a Russian victory. Um, provided they have three unbroken squad equivalents on or east of that road, the German win at game end by amassing more victory points than the Russians. Okay, so if the Russians get a lot of points, the Russians win no matter what. If the Germans get a lot of points, then they also have to have greater than or equal to three unbroken squads east of that road. They win. But they can also just count. They don't have to kill a bunch of Russians to win. They could just have a bunch of squads east of the road. 
Whereas the Russians got to kill to get combat victory points and destroy things. So the main goal here, I guess, is to protect that road. And if he gets no one on east of it, he can't win at all. And even if he has a few east of it, if you kicked his rear end, right? If you kicked his rear end and got more combat victory points, then you win, the Russian. So I'm assuming I'm interpreting that correctly. That is one complicated victory conditions um, list there. So let's go proceed from there. Um, the next order of business is to look at the special rules. Number one, environmental conditions are wet with no wind at start. Ground snow is in effect. So then I want to look at ground snow rules. Um, section E, 3.72. Ground snow. Environmental conditions are always wet. Already says that. Um, deep snow, extreme winter also apply. The winter camouflage provisions of falling snow also apply to ground snow. Doesn't help me there. The rule next rule is fires. I don't read that because I'll wait till a fire breaks out to put the time into reading that rule. Terrain, that's important. Ground snow turns all marsh or mud flat to open ground. I see two marsh hexes. Wait, I see four, five, six, seven, eight marsh hexes. Um Board 32 has three by the stream, and then there's some hiding out, like W1 on the other board, as well as X9 next to that, S1 next to that. So that becomes open ground. That's pretty important. Uh, freezes all streams. However, there's a, another rule saying it won't be frozen, so just stop that thought. And activates ice rules, also causes plus two to entrenching attempts. The entrenching attempts might make a difference, I suppose, especially for the Russian defender. Infantry, cavalry movement, no cavalry, but infantry, yes, during ground snow. Infantry expend an extra movement factor per elevation level, up or down. So looking at the board, that's not going to matter. I can now put that out of my brain. Um... Vehicular movement, I do have some vehicles. The minimum road entry movement point cost in ground snow is one, not a half. So even if your crew exposed on the road, you're still paying one movement point to cross on the road, um, to use the road. All non-tracked vehicles don't have any, right? Two tanks are tracked. Deep snow then goes, so 3.73, stop, so stop right there. So really the effects are the marshes becoming open ground, and the vehicles cannot use the half movement point factor on a road. Then I look at special rule number two, all buildings are wooden. Okay, simple enough. Um, the stream is deep. But it's neither frozen nor frigid, and marsh is open ground, as per A16.8. And that sounds a little odd, because Section A, I don't think, has any, like, marsh rules in it. And looking it up, it doesn't. A16.8 is something about, like, the, um, the point value stuff. So, going to B... 
Maybe they meant B. Look at B, 16.8. You get weather rules under marsh. Marsh hexes are treated as open ground hexes during scenario-defined snow, deep snow, or sub-zero temperatures. Ooh, very cold. But not that cold um, in this game, because that river's not frozen. And then it says uh, the stream is deep. Sorry, river, it's a stream. What does a deep stream do? Well, I'm going to go to the terrain chart, the green chart. You know, we, I guess we, guess we should learn to use the charts instead of the rules and make things go a little quicker. So, looking up stream. Infantry movement points is 2, 3, or 4. Dry, and then you follow that along to the right. Dry, shallow, or deep. So the 2 is dry, the 3 is shallow, the 4 is deep. Oh, there's a strange symbol in front of the 2. It's some kind of asterisk thing. It says, see notes column. I just did that naturally. And there's a black diamond, deep stream. Infantry must become CX. Motorcycles may not enter. Well, we're going to may have infantry trying to cross that stream. Um, without looking it up right now, infantry must become CX. Costs four. Okay, they enter it. It costs the four. They are CX'd. Um, I'm going to leave that alone for now. Other things. I do. He does have tanks out here. What was a tank going to do? Fully tracked vehicle. Uh, deep stream. Looks like two movement points plus the cost of terrain. And BB is a bog something. Two Bs is a bog to exit via a non-depression hex side. So, gonna have to try and crawl your way out of that stream with a vehicle. May get stuck in all the mud on the banks. Next rule is the Russians, 628s are assault, in, including their half squads, are assault engineers. Assault engineers refer, references rule H1.22, which is in the do your own section, and I think that raises the smoke exponent by two and maybe something else, but maybe just that. I'll look it up later. Armor fighting vehicle crews may not voluntarily abandon their vehicles. Well, that's helpful because they can't then get out of the vehicles to count for the victory conditions of having good order infantry units on or east of the road. That covers the special scenario rules, and now we're looking at the board. And where do you set up? You got these eight squads. Three crews, two mortars, gun, some concealment. Now, the German is entering on turn one on the west edge, so once you place your... Con you can use your concealment, the seven concealment counters as dummies. Everyone else on board then covers up with a question mark, and the German enters also concealed from off board. So you do get this bluff factor going on here. Um... Do you wait until the end and put all your squads back here in the back by the crossroads on Z5 on board 38? Or do you go forward 
defense with a fallback plan and hit him when he's coming up there real early. Now you can set up on board 32 in hexes numbered less than or equal to 6 and anywhere on 38. So you can get way up there on board 32. You could get some shots from D6 into the open ground off to the right there. I'm looking at my board um, opposite of where the Germans will enter. So my references left and right will be from this direction. The At 6, you can get into F4, 5, F6 and lay down some fire into G7, a nice a likely avenue of approach down in the sunken, yeah, it's sunken road, not an elevated road, and also from H6, you could put a squad there, I guess, um, covering the woods centered, I can't tell what these, where, where J6 is in there, in that mess, um, but somewhere in there, uh, going back to the right, B6, a squad in B6, although he's in open ground, he could route to C6, D5, into the house there, E5, but he can get point-blank fire at anyone coming into any of those woods hexes. So that's got some possibilities. Anyone that survives coming across the open ground from a shot from D6 has to face point-blank fire from B6, and you got your open ground covered up the middle. The woods is risky right there. And then the river, you know, is anyone going to really come through that river? Probably not. It's, I mean, the stream, excuse me, the stream is deep, and your CX, and come, that means coming out of the river, normally you pay double woods cost, right? So two for woods, doubled is four, and if you're already CX'd, then you can't make that move very easily because that would invoke rule A 4.72 uh, advanced versus difficult terrain and advance into a hex whose movement factor cost is greater than or equal to four movement factors which this would be woods uphill or all of the units available non-double time movement factor allotment whichever is less may not be made if the unit is already CX'd so um, Otherwise, it may advance but become CX in the process. In no case may a unit advance if it retains no movement factor after deducting for portage point costs. So they're going to come in there CX'd into the stream, deep stream, and then really not be able to get out of that. They'll be sitting ducks in there. I don't think my opponent, who, by the way, is going to be Mike Stubitz, is going to come through there at all. So do I place bluffing concealment counters on that left flank? Maybe a squad in N5 to keep them honest. Gives me a couple nice shots, but not too many. Um, I'm not sure at this point. Probably the smartest thing to do would be to leave a some kind of a reserve couple squads and a leader maybe back at K3 um, to shift left and right as you see 
where the attacker's coming from. That's got to be done. So I'm going to be doing that. Another thing to look at is using these crews. You could put a mortar on each crew, I guess. One crew with the artillery piece. The machine guns are really heavy. They can't be moved out of the front lines very easily. One option, I guess, is to put the machine guns with the 447s, one each, stick, uh, well, maybe the heavy machine gun in H2 with a 447 squad, the medium machine gun in with a 447 squad in K3. That way, he could do a fire lane down the roads to the left and the right, as could the heavy in H2 do a fire lane down to the right in case your forward defense breaks. He can also hit hex, assuming you're going to route into F4, the front line, um, F, is that 6? Yeah, 5. He can hit that with a machine gun to protect anyone in F4, as well as G5, anyone coming down the main road. I, I like it, for now, at least if, I, if I'm going to do this forward defense, then... The mortars. Well, what if one... Okay, so I'm going to put a squad and a light in 447B6. A squad, 447, and a light in D6. I'm not sure how I can get a fire lane off to the right with that light there, that alternate hex grain. I don't know what would happen if I hit C9. I'll have to look it up. But for now, I'll put it there. That leaves me with... Not a whole lot. <laughs> oh boy, if he hits hard in one area, I'll be reeling backward. What about putting the two elite squads on either side of that G7 hex to get that point blank fire down into there? Then I have two four four seven squads left I don't think I think I'm gonna bluff him off on that river so J two three four five six J six in the middle of that woods two squads there two four four sevens I'm not convinced that's the best but for the moment I'll do it um, boy that looks thin doesn't it Eight squads. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And yeah, boy, that looks thin. I don't have my reserve unit I was just talking about doing uh, to shift left or right. So, what about a mortar in A4 or B3? A4. Well, B3, now I'm going A4. It can hit C6, C7, B7, and A7 if anyone tries to storm that squad and give a, some good support to that 
the other mortar, possibly. Well, you could put that up by the river. But, you know, those are heavy too. They don't, they can't carry them when they break. So a smarter position might be back here in I-3. Again, I'm just thinking out loud. So hope this is helpful for anybody. And I'll be glad to take your advice on where I messed up. Yeah, I can leave him in I-3, and he can pick up uh, hex J-4, I-5, H-5, starting to look okay. Um, that leaves me with the leaders, the concealment, or the dummy stacks, and the artillery piece. So, artillery, I'm tempted to stick it way back behind this defensive line I have to hold at all costs, but, um, well, benefit, it gives me a lot of open ground, really, or just a couple hindrances to try and hit those tanks, but the tanks don't count for points, really, he's got to have multi-man counters back here, infantry, good order infantry units, or squad equivalents on that road, or east to win, so... I don't know, do you stick the gun up up close in E3? That could hit some different places. I guess can an artillery piece be emplaced with a plus two modifier if it's in G3? Then it can go down that road to the right as well as hit this opening in the front from G7, G6. I'm not sure. For now, let's stick it. Surely not going in the woods to the left. So, boy, let's. Well, right now, let's stick it in G3. I'll look up some rules later. Now I got two leaders left, so where do I need them? Probably for routing. F4 could end up with a lot of squads in it. Put the neg 1 in there. Boy. I'm not sure I protected that well enough if he storms through there. Um, there's where a gun in E3, moving the artillery piece to E3, might help pick up maybe hex E F5, E5, D5, in case he comes storming through that way. Ah, put it in E3 right now. Covered arc facing D4. Then the 70, the 8 neg 1 F4, the 70 J4, all this board 32. That should leave just the um, dummy stacks. I hate to, well, you know, the left side. Okay, the question I guess with dummies is. Where do you want to make him think you're strong to push him to come in somewhere else? So do I want him to come in to the right flank, which is all loaded up, as you can see here? Or do I want him to come across that river and hope that that dumb move alone will slow him down enough? I can shift everything back down the road to the left and into this woods around Hex um, 
O and P1, 2 and 3, into that woods area and cut off anything coming down the left flank. I'm thinking let's... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's why we love the game, huh? Let's put three dummies in C6. Well, I don't know. Where do I want him to come? I guess I'd challenge him to come down the river. Um, now looking at this, I might shift a squad to I... I6. He's got a shot to H7 and G9 if he's coming across the open ground and not through the woods. He can also still protect the woods. So maybe put... Uh, two dummies in K6. Just kind of shoring up my line. Make him think he can't just swarm it and overwhelm it. Challenging him to come down from the left. Uh, I don't know. What about two dummies in M5? That would push him further off to that flank or... Maybe two dummies in... Okay, what about this? O six. 6 That way, they're a little bit of a presence. He may, it may not deter him from coming that direction, which maybe we want. Although I'd like to see what happens if he comes into my the teeth of all this firepower. And it can pull back down that road and shift around a little too, those two dummy counters. I'll leave him for the moment. Okay, I got everything set up except covering with concealment counters. I'm going to leave this for the evening here and come back to see this and look at it the next day, tomorrow, and see if I totally change my mind, all right? Thanks, everybody. Stay tuned for a few seconds of your listening time, and um, we'll continue in a few moments. All right, it's the next day, and... Um all I'm doing is pulling back my gun to V5 on the backboard. Uh, board sighting hex P1. Uh, Mike is here, a very good opponent. He studies the game well. He likes to play good players. He doesn't mind losing. So he can learn. He um, pointed out that the uh, snow will affect that sunken road up and down a level. And uh, in and out of the stream, which, again, I don't think he's going to come that way. That would be slow, but he might. Um, so I pulled back my gun um, and realized that the grain is not in season. So that gives me some good fire way down there, but hopefully I'll have some troops falling back alive to go back that gun up, rather than have the gun up front backing up the troops. So we'll see what happens. Um, guess I'll turn it over to Mike Stupid, so marvelous player and new player, but he's really, really learning fast and he's studying hard. So here he comes. Now I'll let him talk about his setup. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Stubitz, and I'm playing Dave in flanking flank floor throwers. Um, I played this uh, with Brian Wills a couple of weeks ago. I played the Russian, and um, by what I can tell from Dave's setup here, it's very, very different than my setup with the Russians. He's very well forward, uh, and he's contesting 
my coming onto the board pretty strongly. Um, he's guarding that um, number six uh, or l less on board 32. Um, as a matter of fact, it looks like he's got all his force on board force on board 32. Um, so I'm going to get into where I'm going to be coming in. Uh, from the looks of it, the sunken road looks to be pretty well defended. So what I'm going to do is I'll tell you where I'm going to be coming in with my forces. I'm going to have a an 8-1, two uh, elite squads and, uh, with a light machine gun and a first line infantry coming in board 32 at M10 and they're gonna run for the stream hex to P8 he'll be CX that'll be a, a movement of 8 into P8 uh, he's got uh, concealed something possibly in N5 so I'm going to be taking a risk going into open ground there. Um, I'm remembering to conceal all my guys. I'll have to drop concealment, um, barring that's not a known unit. But my next placement on board will be a the single half squad that uh, that you get initially, uh, that half squad will be coming in at K10. Uh, he'll do a bypass in J J10, um, and he'll he'll CX to to. Um, J or or K seven. I'm sorry, and he's got two. Um, he'll that that's t taking a risk. I'm just trying to get the get some of those guys uh, unconcealed. We'll see. Um, and then my next uh, on board guys coming in. I'll have the eight O leader, two elite squads with the light. A first uh, line squad coming in, bypassing. Um, again, J J ten, and they'll be going headed to J six. So, sorry, J seven, J seven, and they will not be CXing. Then I'll have um, the Mark IV Panzer going to be um, armor assaulting with my 9-1, two elite squads and a light, and a first line. They'll be coming in at I-10, but they're going to be bypassing 
um, they'll go from I-10 all the way to H-10. That's open ground. That's also another risky move. So I'm playing a little bit debonairing. Uh, probably not the smartest move, but again, I'm not deploying anything right now. To, well, maybe I will deploy. I'll I'll deploy the the uh, I'll try to deploy these squads here and get uh, maybe get some fire. Uh, um, opening up earlier before I bring my main forces in. Uh, next, I've, I'll be armored assaulting with the Mark III coming on uh, board 32 at G10 with my 8-1. Two elite squads with the light and a first line squad. And their objective will be to go to possibly F6. There is a concealment counter there. They'll, they'll try to make it to F6. If not, um, trying to unconceal his uh, unit in F6, they'll go to F7 then if it's a real guy. So... Finally, I'll have a squad coming in on final first line squad at F10. And they're just going to go to, I, I tell you what, he's the one that's going to be going to try to unconceal the guy in F6. He'll move first. Then the guys uh, that I just told you with the Mark IV, they'll armor assault, try to armor assault right into there. Uh, he's he's pretty lined up all the way from B6. He's got uh, three concealed counters or wh whatever is underneath. B6, C6, D6. There's three counters in each. So he's guarding his right flank. Uh, pretty good and then there's uh, at F6 there's two F4 two A4 there's three so he's he's got his right flank pretty well secured for an assault there so I'm kind of avoiding uh, his right my left but I have to uh, better make sure he can't come around my left but uh, the object of the game is to try Try to have uh, three squads unbroken um, past that uh, road and gather more um, casualty victory points. Now I've I played this uh, game with Brian Wills a couple weeks ago. We we didn't finish. We're on. Uh, my I, I played the Russian. Uh, my setup was uh, nothing like this. I kind of fainted uh, my defenses on on the Russian left, or I'm sorry, the Russian right, and I I fell back holding uh, um, the woods areas uh, around CC seven on board thirty eight, um, and. Uh, 
I kind of, you know, just tried to delay the German onslaught, uh, trying to, you know, control my losses as best I could. This is what I'm going to be doing too, is to try to um, keep my casualties down as I make my way across the board. Um, the reason why I'm going to take the 8-1 and 2 Elite and a Light and 1 First Line through the stream is it's it's fairly weak, but it's going to be uh, time-consuming, so I don't expect a rapid um, forward progress from those guys for a while, but at least I'm uh, making a threat on his left. We'll have to deal with it for, for uh, with something. But uh, very good game. Uh, I I love the flavor of it. And um, if I can grab a hold of him and and beat him up some, I've got a good chance uh, to do some damage. He'll have to go. He'll have to fall back. While he's falling back, maybe my tanks can chew him up. Now, another thing I got to watch out for is that artillery, that 76, 76L artillery piece. Uh, I'm going to have to go slow with my tanks. He's out uh, out there somewhere hipped. Um, and in the game I played with uh, Brian, Brian was the German, and he kind of let his tanks get too far ahead of the infantry and uh, the Russian 76L took out both tanks by the by turn three so they were out of the game pretty quickly I want my my goal is to have them stay in the game and do as much as they can to help the attack uh, and, and beat up some of the Russian infantry uh, to score some casualty victory points but uh, there you have my initial opening move for the first turn of flanking flame th throwers. <laughs> uh, and I'll get back to you. Thanks a lot for listening. Turn three. All right, it's uh, end of turn two. And uh, Mike, what did you think? What would you do, first turn? Uh, I guess yeah. you told the listeners what you were going to do, right? Yeah. Um, uh, my right... Flank uh, the three squads, the two elite and the one first line, and the eight one leader. Luckily, is past the stream and uh, looks like they got got a pretty good headway to uh, the road. Yep, as you know, I had nothing um, there to prevent that. Um, um, his middle up through the woods. Initially, he was scared me. I knew yeah. making a line like this was dangerous uh -huh. if he hit hard in one area, and it looked like he was hitting hard. Uh, you know, he could bust through there with a close combat and then get mm -hmm. behind me. I had to pull back. I don't want to have to get stuck routing and all this kind of stuff without no route pass. But I managed to, in the second turn, um, break a bunch of Germans. So I guess at this point, right. we should tell you the dispositions. He's in 05 with that stack with that leader. Uh, Going mm -hmm. over the river, there's a four, six, seven in. Can't read these. J in the words. five, two, three, four, five. Yeah, J five, 
And I6 has a squad nine and a 9-neg-1. And he's got a squad and a light in H5. And then in G6, a squad. Half squad and... Half squad. In F6. Yep. All board 32. And then a bunch of broken with a leader. Um, F7. Mm -hmm. A tank. His tanks initially came alongside the... Sunken road. Uh, and I had to backtrack because he can't... The tanks cannot bypass. Can't move from the bypass into the road hex without taking the woods. Right. So he and went swinging back around. So I, it's currently the uh, 50 cal is in D7, and the 75, 75. is in I9 bypassing the right. woods next to that. And he's got a, another some broken squads back here. And what is that? Uh, that is J9. A good squad. Yeah, yeah. And good and a squad. Broken's and a, or one broken and a light and a leader. Right. The Rush Soviets right now are sitting in uh, K um, L L L two, two with a seven O concealed. Oops, sorry, I just told him. Uh, a broken half squad conscript. Uh, squad in J three. First line squad J three. J four has a. First line, First line medium, medium machine gun, I-5. Uh, a first line squad and a heavy. And then in H-2, I got my mortar and crew, F-4, a 9-neg-1, an elite with a light and a first line. In E-5, you have a first line squad and a light. And a CX mortar and crew in D-2. All right. So that's what, if you want to try and set that up or follow like that, I, you know, at this point, yeah, it looked like an initial good move, being aggressive and hitting me and not fearing mm -hmm. things and my shots in the open and little shots did nothing, really. You rolled really well that first <laughs> turn. Then he got in here adjacent and I managed to regroup a little bit by mm -hmm. shifting you're the holding machine that, guns. You're holding that center position, if I can do some flanking on you. Yeah, I haven't opened up my gun yet. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm Holding my breath for that. Uh, I can keep my tanks from getting annihilated by that gun. Keep them in the game a little bit. I might have, might be able to do something with them. But that gun's hidden somewhere. All right, we ready to push on? We think. Yep. Okay. That's that's I, right now. I'd say it's a toss-up still. Yes, it is. Um, I meant to. Skulk last turn, and I got anxious and fired off all my stuff adjacent to him, but I, it paid off because Mike's return shots ended up not breaking me. So that's how we're sitting next right. to each other right now. All right, yeah. Mr. Stubitz. Yeah, well, uh, ended it at uh, turn five. And a Russian turn five, right? Uh, no, it was the beginning of the Russian Oh, yeah, I was going to move yet. <laughs> So what, what we're looking at at this moment, and we didn't update you at the end of four, sorry, um, was Mike's got, well, at this moment, he has a K2, a squad in a light. Um, a squad in... J4. Four. Good order. Broken, J5 with a leader. Broken squad with a leader. Good order leader. My, he's got my heavy and a half squad in, in I5. I3. Three. Three. The tank's still in G5, and then he's got like a bunch of broken squads and good squads in G6, a half squad in F4. 
then a tank facing um, toward his own lines in F1 because I'm in between there. And then his but his the, group that went down, his big stack of three guys in the leader that was destined to go over here. Right. I, I held my I fire found, in B5. I found the artillery piece in uh, board 38 V5. Uh, he, the whole, uh, uh, I was I was worried about the tanks getting hit by the artillery piece, and it was the infantry that I was going to use to cross the road. And U four got hit by the artillery, Neg three. moving in the open. So end up a crit. It was a critical hit. What was it? You rolled like a three or four. I think a five with minus three. Ended yeah, up a two. You were less than half of what you needed to. Yeah. To hit. And they all broke. One, yeah. one or two were killed. We rolled box cars. <laughs> so then I thought, okay, I've got the game won. At this point, yeah. I somehow. But this, to you win. know, after that movie, that what that happened in turn four. Uh, it just seemed to go all downhill after that. Yeah, Mike threw smoke very effectively into F3, yeah. so congratulations. I mean, it was great play. F3's got smoke from the tank. G3's got smoke from the but tank. But I could never really take advantage of it for some reason. I couldn't, because uh, I, I couldn't throw any smoke grenades on, on uh, in E4. Uh, the tank, uh, the, uh, yeah, the I guess Mark IV was throwing the smoke in F3, and I threw a smoke in G G3, but never really... Was able to get uh, take advantage of that. You pretty well snuffed up. Well, my reinforcements came on. I got right. a flamethrower and a, a lead in E three plus one of the original four four sevens. I ended up with a four five eight and a broken light in F two. Uh, G two is a elite with the light, and then the reinforcement flamethrower is waiting there mm -hmm. in H. One, with my leader uh -huh. rallying up a few guys in H zero. It's all board thirty two. Yeah. So I got a line there. His tank's in my rear butt. I'm just gonna slip yeah. out of there to the left, my left. Mm -hmm. You know, because we're in melee in hex I two, which is tied him up enough that mm -hmm. I can slip everybody by him. Sure. Fall back and then uh, make yeah. him make one more assault yeah. or cover the open ground. And at this point, two turns. A yeah, lot of these guys I, won't even make it. Yeah, I, I won't be able. We won't be able to break your line to get uh, past to the that road that I gotta get to. Right. He had a nice overrun of my uh, <laughs> mortar that fell back the, to the crew. Yeah. F zero on thirty two. He overran that with yeah, that tank. That Mark three did did a little bit of damage better than the uh, the Mark four did. But uh, it was looking promising at, at the beginning. It was. But I you held out. You held out a nice uh, actually, line of defense here, and you kept me. You kept me bottled up here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made you waste a, yeah. waste a turn in the woods first. Mm -hmm. You came in, and then I made you waste a couple turns trying to cross the mm -hmm. street. Um, and Mike did say he was thinking of springing off to the his right, right, and meeting up with this deck of three in that mm -hmm. leader butt, and then I, maybe that would have worked. Nicely placed. Unless I had sidled left, right. But, that artillery piece really uh, made the game. You know, I was thinking it was a bad position the whole game. I'm like, mm -hmm. why didn't I keep it up there to support where I originally put it? Actually, I, that's what Mike came down when I still left it on the board. I would have to take it off in a hidden initial placement. So once I knew he was already down here, I know he glanced at the board. I thought, well, I'll just move it. And so he made him mm -hmm. go upstairs, and then I record, moved it uh -huh. back here. Um, I was getting frustrated. I couldn't hit a tank. I couldn't hit any infantry. But I knew 
I figured you'd make a spring for it through here. Yeah. But what if I rolled and I did. an 11? Uh, you'd break the artillery piece. Or if I rolled a 12, I'd break it. If I rolled yeah. an 11, I think I would have missed. Right. Or actually, a neg 3 I would have hit, but... One hex back if I fired too early. Yeah. And, you know, what if I missed? Or what if yeah. I didn't get a good result? You know, I hit, and then I got a, a lousy roll on the... Without a crit, There were some you know. things I, I could have done a little better. Uh, I could have took a little more advantage of uh, my opportunity with this Mark IV here. Well, right? he, he was doing a good smoke job for you. But, yeah, they are eight But then, eight then the guns. smoke seemed to help you here. Correct. The smoke helped me because now I'm going to sail slide to the left. Right. And he's not going to get any shots. And, well, mm -hmm. he's going to have to take the same plus threes. Right. Yeah. At least from the tank and stuff. Yeah, I realized that too. I start, I'm like, I, oh no, I, I have a wall of smoke good. to go behind. I was rolling good in the beginning of the game, but uh, it all uh, kind of evens out. At uh, I did hit a bunch of fives yeah. and fours and made a bunch of. You had you had a couple of critical uh, hits, didn't you? You had one earlier, I. I think, I think there was two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so but it didn't do anything. Yeah. That's right. The, with, with the mortar, yeah. Into the <laughs> into e five, the mortar when he had like. Or yeah, yeah, three guys, three, three yeah, or four dudes have, in there. Still have that uh, that uh, problem of uh, putting too much into one hex. I think. Uh, oh right, right. And I started doing a little, but mine's I'm pretty. Yeah, you you did, but you were getting ready to spring across that street. Mm -hmm. So I understood what you were doing. Um, yeah. So advice for but, people playing this, <laughs> Mike? Any advice for them playing the German? Well, um, spread out. Uh, I think I had a good strategy. But you got to concentrate a attack too, right? Yeah, and I sort of did that here. Center woods. Yeah, in the center woods. By the road, G sunken road. Right. Uh, I kind of went along both sides of the sunken road. Um, again, I thought it was a a pretty good idea to have uh, a stack of guys coming up to my right flank. Uh, just to kind of threaten your left, try to get the, past the, the road for the victory conditions. Yeah, and then I was surprised but, when you swung them over. You swung them over. Yeah, like, that was a sucker move. I think I, I was trying. What is that hex? They don't know what we're talking about. What hex is that? Um, that is uh, L2. You had a leader and a conscript, conscript task But actually, I, he he came up on them, he tried to surround them with those guys, jumped in there, wiped them out. So it got you three points or something. Yeah, points. but it cost me a turn at least. Yeah. Cause then they could have... Back here earlier. But also you were in a position to cut off my routing. Right. Was that your plan with them? You know, uh, once you kind of... I, I had a couple of other guys near this L2. I was going to support that, and that's when I went for broke and moving these guys uh, towards your hidden artillery piece To there. get across the road. And then it just seemed like once they got uh, DM'd, uh, even the, the rest of the turn it seemed like, uh, you know, uh, just my look uh, <laughs> fell apart. But I know, for one thing, I didn't coordinate my move well enough. Um, Which one? Which well, move? when you when I sort of moved, I, I um, assault moved. You knew that this one uh, medium machine gun 
think he had him in I-3 on board 32, you were able to concentrate your fire more on... Um, Across F the street to F4. To F4, yeah. Yeah. You knew I wasn't going to be uh, flanking your left, so he was free to fire on the... Uh, yeah. Russian right flank uh, against the Germans and uh, pretty much uh, held me at bay. Yeah, across that road. So, good game, Dave. All right, thank you, sir. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening. Um, and, uh, again, we don't claim to be masters of this game uh, by any means. So I'm far from it. I, maybe I have they a can... model. I, I, I've been in this uh, the ASL. I just came into it about two years ago. I always had uh, some of the modules on my shelf, and uh, and I'm I'm enjoying this ASL immensely. I'm 15 to 20 years behind. Uh, my my goal is to be competitive, and uh, I love going to the tournaments. Uh, you had Dave Goldman on uh, a couple weeks ago. I enjoyed. Uh, he's a very good uh, tournament director. Uh, and uh, I'd advise anybody out there to, to go go to the tournaments. Uh, you you pick up a lot, uh, a lot of tactics. Uh, you meet a lot of good guys, and uh, you really pick up your skill at the tournaments. And uh, Dave, you do a good job uh, with your Palatine ASL nights. So. Well, thank you, and. Um so yeah, really, you just got into the, how did you discover the game itself? Well, I had Squad Leader the original. back in back in the early eighties, late seventies. Okay. Got through maybe the first couple of scenarios and never made it past that. Uh, I had the uh, the original four um, modules of Squad Leader, and I always kind of collected the uh, war games anyway. So uh, you know, about two years ago. Uh, Back in like '86 uh, or '06, uh, I should say, uh, a buddy of mine came over, and uh, you know we were gonna game. We didn't know what we were gonna game. He's looking up and he's he's squad leader. So we played squad leader, and I was like, I got all these games on my shelf, and then I haven't been in, into the gaming for a while. You know, for a few years, and I'm like, I'm looking back one night, and I'm like, I, I what do I have the most of? And I've got a whole shelf of ASL stuff that I've never touched. And so, so I looked Valor. you, I looked you guys up on the MMP site, yep. and uh, uh, I, I think I called you or, or emailed you or something, and uh, yeah. you know that was my first uh, taste of uh, playing ASL, and yeah. I've, I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, so you didn't even go to the starter kits; they weren't out yet. Oh no, I jumped right in, yeah. and I. I tell you, I got mauled plenty of times. Yeah, but I was telling the audience, you do a great job of studying the game, reading your rule book, you yeah. know, wait for people to teach you, but when you're playing, you do want to well, learn. Well, th that's the thing. I, I'd like to make a, a, you know, a, some advice on, you know, just dive in. Don't uh, The starter kits are, are great, but they, they tend to um, stub some of the uh, ASL rules, like bypass, movement, smoke, and... And you get the full flavor, even if you don't know how to use some of that stuff. Uh, uh, a good opponent will, will teach you real quick. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, we're going to sign off here. Okay, so. thanks for having me, Dave. And thanks for coming on.
So roll low, low and, may and may the, the dice, dice be with, with you, you but not, not when you're playing us. Not against us. Not yes. against us. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.